Welcome to the Terry and Jesse show. I've got good news on Jess. Everybody's been asking me, when's he going to be back? Well, it's not Monday. It's Wednesday this week. So uh, tomorrow he'll be here. And uh, Terry and Jesse and Jesus 911, he's recovering from surgery quite well. And that's my good news story there. Also, today we're going to have another good news story. The Supreme Court ruled Tuesday, today, that the state program providing money for public school tuition Cannot exclude schools that offer religious instruction. About time. Hey, my goodness, about time. Also, I'm going to mention something after the gospel and Sheen about male fertility drops significantly in months following the Pfizer COVID jab study. No, that's not surprising. And I want to highlight a, a bishop in, in Germany who is canceling his annual dinner with the mayor over the town hosting a pride event. So promoting homosexuality, he's holding the line. Well, I say God bless him. But before we get, and also I should say one more thing, Dr. French is going to be joining us, and we're going to be talking about the following up from yesterday's show, uh, the issue of why is it that people can't have a healthy uh, outlook on death? What I mean by healthy look is that you don't fear it. It's coming. I mean, last time I looked, nobody gets out alive. Let's talk about a Catholic Christian view of death versus the secular world. But before we do all of that, let's get some gospel food in for us, and we call it soul food. Today's reading from Mass today is from Matthew chapter 7, 6, 12 to 14. It says, Jesus said to his disciples, Do not give what is holy to dogs, or throw your pearls before swine, lest they trample them underfoot and turn and tear you to pieces. Do to others whatever you would have them do to you. This is the law and the prophets. This last paragraph just says it all. Pay attention. Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road broad and leads to destruction. And those who enter through it are many. How narrow the gate and constricted is the road that leads to life. And those who find it are few. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I like, you know, talks about do unto others as you do unto them. I mean, that's the golden rule from the gospel. Get to all that. But the one thing that really got me is the fact that the Bible talks about the road to salvation. Is it's 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 tough to get into heaven in a sense. It's it's a drudgery. In other words, you have to pay uh, by living a godly life. You have to stay away from mortal sin, and it's not easy. And I think that sometimes you hear people talk about salvation as being easy. Accept Christ and you're in. No, 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 no. It's not how it works. The only value in saying yes to God is you have the freedom to say no. Throughout our life, it's we're on trial. It's like summer school. We have an exam at the end of school. And the exam is, are we living a godly life? Are we living according to God's will? And this is what that scripture verse is talking about. So I want to encourage you when people say getting to heaven is everybody goes to heaven, bring up that scripture verse to them. All right, let's bring the smartest guy into the room, Archbishop Fulton Sheen. Put your seatbelt on. Who, who's with Bishop Sheen? Mother Angelica. Oh, yeah. 
Can you imagine Fulton Sheen and Mother Angelica on the same train? Oh, here's what we have for her comment to Bishop Sheen. He says this. Tell Bishop Sheen, this is what I tell people when I was down on planet Earth. He said, it's your obligation to speak the truth, and everyone can either take it or leave it. But the truth must be in us. We live in such a poverty of truth today. Did you notice Mother didn't say we live in such poverty of material things? No, poverty of truth. Yeah, that's a, that's a well said, Mother Angelica. So I want to thank Bishop Sheen for having Mother on the train today. And it applies to us. Remember that statement I've constantly been saying, never, never worry about who will be offended if you speak the truth. Worry about who will be misled, deceived, and destroyed if you don't speak the truth. All right, the good doctor will be coming on, Dr. French, after the break, but I want to give you some good news in detail. Uh, one of the good news is the Supreme Court today it just came out hours ago that it ruled that state programs providing money for public school tuition cannot exclude schools that offer religious instruction. It was a time when they were making it tight. We, we couldn't do that. Well, those days are over. It was a six to three uh, vote with Justice Stephen Breyer and Elena Kena and Sonia dissenting, which is no surprise. The tuition program is not neutral, he said, because the state pays tuition for certain students at private schools so long as the schools are not religious. This is a discrimination against the religious schools. It seems like common sense is starting to come back as we fight for the truth. Also, this is a very interesting one. Male fertility drops significantly in months following the Pfizer COVID jab. All these studies, I have to ask a good doctor about, all these studies that are coming out after the pandemic of using these um, COVID vaccinations, what effects are they going to have? Maybe 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now, we'll still be learning about these things because it was experimental. But here's, it's an Israel study. It's co-offered by seven doctors and which has undergone a full peer review, took samples from sperm donors to find that 75 to 120 days following the injection, male sperm concentration reduced 15.4%. The thing that really got me, that just shook me, is when you look at uh, the report and showing that there was a 344 increase in male infertility in 2021. Was that because we had uh, a global warming? I don't think so. It was compared to a five-year average from 2016 to 2020. Why is there a big increase? Also, female infertility also rose significantly. When I say significantly, I'm talking 471%, as did miscarriages at 279% compared to the previous five-year average. Now, I'm not stupid. I might be dumb, but I'm not stupid. Figure it out. What's different? The difference is we got this vaccination going. So I wanted you to be aware of that. And then I, my hat goes off to a bishop in Germany. Why does my hat go off to him? Because he stood up to the culture. And what did he do? He's, he canceled. Um, he said, I'm going to cancel going to this dinner with the mayor because they're promoting same-sex Marriages and the homosexual pride events. And I like the way he described it. 
His name is or he's an Archbishop Haas Vaduz. It's a German name. And he said this when approached for the comment. He said, I'm not obligated to go to any uh, dinner, he said to the journalist. He said, the Archbishop has been an outspoken critic of the LGBT people recently. And he says is, uh, he, he's pushing this uh, pastoral letter released during Lent. He said that from the beginning, and I like this, the creator created human beings as male and female and destined them for an exclusive bond in marriage, which human beings must not separate. Well said, Archbishop. He also emphasized that in this modern age, the divine order of creation is being breached in many ways and even fundamentally called into question. Yeah, called into question whether you're male or female. I'd say so, Bishop. Wow. He said the attack on marriage and family willed by God is a devilish attack on that which is based on a salvific will of the creator, redeemer from the very beginning, and over which man has no power to dispose of. Boy, now that guy speaks clear, doesn't he? He also spoke about, against the uh, Senate on uh, synodality, vowing that his diocese would not take part in the two-year process over concerns that the meeting would carry the risk of being ideological. Well, that's what happened in Germany, and they see that. He said, I'm of the opinion that in our small archdiocese, it's possible for good reasons to refrain from carrying out such complex and sometimes even complicated procedures, he wrote, noting that the close relationship in our parish allow for quick, uncomplicated mutual contact between pastors and the laity so that our intellectual and spiritual exchange has always been and still is <coughs> possible. <clears throat> well, Archbishop, you're a man after my own heart. I wish more archbishops and bishops would speak up <clears throat> on this whole issue of so-called same-sex marriage. And I realize, folks, somebody's pushing a, a video of the Chicago Diocese where two homosexual men are giving the homily. God have mercy on the pastor and the archbishop cardinal in Chicago for allowing these things. They need to stop it, right? And I'm not in management. I'm in sales. But what I can do is pray for them. I pray for their conversion that they will embrace the full gospel of Jesus Christ when it comes to morality. And I asked the cardinal there that uh, he will exercise his authority according to what Jesus Christ teaches and not to public opinion. That's how we handle it. Don't get focused on all the craziness in the church. Pray, be holy, make reparation. Remember Our Lady said it. Souls are going to hell because no one's there to pray and make reparation. When we come back, folks... This is going to be interesting. It's, it's part two with Dr. French. An update we want to go with. Why is there an unhealthy fear of death in our culture? Doc's been around the uh, hospital for decades. He sees death a lot. How do we have a healthy view of death? And much, much more on Carrie and Jesse's show. Stay with us, family. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. I'm laughing over these breaks. I get people saying, did Mother Angelica and Bishop Sheen ever meet? 
you know, I don't know. But when I get to heaven, I hope to ask them. <laughs> I, As you know, folks, we, we put on these Fulton Sheen parts of his statements, and I love the idea that he has such powerful statements, and he brings people on that have powerful statements. One of those statements, he said, it's our obligation to speak the truth. Everyone can either take it or leave it, but truth must be in us. We live in such a poverty of truth today. Dr. Scott French is here with us the second day in a row. Thank you, Doc, for staying with us two days in a row, brother. Uh, happy to be here. Well, I'm happy, and I just smile because people are texting me during the show and asking questions, and it's just it's an interaction show. And, you know, you were here yesterday talking uh, about updates on COVID. They can listen to the podcast. But this whole idea of seeking truth, it seems that's what you've been doing in medicine since you started. Am I on to something? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's that's what's going on. And, and um, to follow on what we said uh, yesterday, yeah. you know, we're actually very lucky to be alive at oh, this yeah. time because um, truth is under assault oh, from yeah. all angles, mm, right? You bet. And, it's, it, and also in medicine. So at all angles are being attacked uh, with about truth. You know, mm -hmm. is it a man or a woman? You know, can you change your, <laughs> can you change your sex? Can you you know, it, uh, you know, is everything going to kill you? Is, uh, is the CDC in charge of when we die or is it God? I mean, all those <laughs> sorts of things uh, are coming to, to fore. Yes. And so again, it's really a wonderful time to be alive because, you know, Satan likes to be hidden. Mm -hmm. And now uh, things are really coming to the forefront because Satan is getting desperate because we're about to... Um, uh, put a nail in 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 the in the coffin of a death of innocent babies. Yes. And so you know, uh, abortion is the sacrament of Satan. Yes. And um, and a lot of people don't realize that, and a lot of people promoting abortion don't realize that. But there's some people that do realize that. Um, actually, one of the Satanist churches said, "Yes, it is our it is our sacrament." Yes. And it's true. I mean, that's why they do the black masses where they take the Eucharist. I mean, they understand all this sure. stuff. So. So, um, so we have to fight back and that's, what's, uh, what's great. And, and what not only the Supreme court, uh, issuing of allowing the truth about faith be, be in, in schools, uh, what's also happening is look at the rage that's happened because of the leaked, um, ruling potential ruling that the Supreme court justices are going to, to, you know, finalize the draft re report said that it was going to overturn Roe versus Wade. So there's a lot of untruth about what, what that would mean. But what I want to focus on is this issue of truth about what abortion really is. Oh, yeah. And again, that's a medical truth. Um, that's a medical truth. So, so what's fascinating is, as Jesus says, you can tell, you can tell, you can tell whether it's a good fruit or bad fruit um, by its actions, right? Again, of uh, course. What happens? And so, so here's here's what. So again, th so the Catholics that are supporting abortion, I think, would be very concerned about what's really going on with this again night of rage. That there's a Wall Street Journal article about this night of rage advocated by the you know pro <laughs> pro abortion activists they call them i would call them terrorists because night of rage which includes burning pro-abortion clinics um uh also uh you know got threats of death against uh, brett kavanaugh Supreme court justice brett kavanaugh and uh, and possibly other people so 
again, just trace it back. Where does death come from? Where does hatred come from? Comes from Satan. And so again, a lot of these people don't realize that they're following Satan's plan, um, but that's what's being revealed. That's, that's his plan. And I think it's not wise for Catholics in particular and Catholic leaders to go along with this agenda. So, so that's really, uh, again, so is, is abortion death of an innocent human being? Yes. Is that against the commandments that God gave us? Uh, you think? Yes. Um, is, is, is it a sacrament for the devil? Yes. So I don't see how you can consider yourself a good Catholic and think it's okay to promote abortion. Um, and again, uh, we have certain politicians calling it uh, reproductive health. Yeah. Well, again, let's, let's, let's talk about the truth of reproductive health. So in, in medicine, when we mean health, we mean improving longevity. Again, we don't live forever in our bodies, but we do live forever with our souls and our bodies are resurrected. We have that evidence. But when we talk about improving health, we're talking about the, the temporal world on earth, on planet earth. So, so, so abortion, uh, abortion is certainly not reproductive health for the baby in the mother's womb. But in addition, what again is hidden, the truth doesn't come out about it, what's hidden is it's actually not good for the health of the woman having the abortion. Right. Again, of course, they never disclose this to the woman. So it doesn't empower them. What it does is it increases their despair, which again, the devil loves. Mm -hmm. and, and what happens is they have an increased rate of suicide. Some studies say greater than 30%. On top of it, you were just talking about fertility. Yes. Uh, studies have shown that their fertility rate goes down. So some women have an abortion are unable to conceive again. Yep. So, so to call it reproductive health is totally against what reproductive health would be. And so we have to call out people when they lie about it. And that's why we have to, again, as, as Christians, we have to do this with charity uh, but we have to stand firm for the truth. So we are in this huge spiritual battle. And that's why it's great to be alive today, because the forces are arrayed against us. You know, there's Satan, there's uh, his knowing minions, and many, again, the vast majority of people have no idea that they're working on the side of Satan. Um, and, and they've been deceived. And, and the media is, is, is culpable for it, too. Again, most of them have been deceived. Uh, same with uh, big tech, big companies, Hollywood, uh, all these are forces allied against us. All we have is the Trinity. <laughs> we have God, Holy Spirit, and Jesus. I think I kind of like the odds because oh, yeah. despite, despite what we, we think, the CDC, NIH is not in charge of when we live or die. It's God. If he created the universe and created the material body and the immaterial soul, then he's actually in charge. And so it gets back to what is life. And, and, and while we participate in life, God, you know, gave us a body. So we have, we actually have an ensouled body. Life is not part of the material world. So let me, let me explain that. So, so <clears throat> four to 5 billion years ago, science is discovered through, through the big bang, which again was, um, 
proposed by a Catholic priest and is now more physicists believe in, in the Big Bang Theory. So a lot of them that were atheists are saying, well, yeah, something outside of time and spe space created all the constants of the universe. We live in a rational universe that science can work in because things are predictable. There are natural laws. There's a speed of light. All those constants were set at the, at the moment of the Big Bang. And so that something outside of time and space created that, something from nothing, ex nihilo, which is actually, uh, is there, that concept is in the Bible as well. So ex nihilo, something out of nothing, only God can do that. So that's, that's, that's what, so, so the material world was created, but also the spiritual world. And, and how do we know that? Well, again, four to five billion years ago, the earth was rocks and water. Mm -hmm. And so how you get from rocks and water, so how do you get talking, walking, thinking rocks? Not by evolution, right? Because rocks are, they don't think, they're dead, they're not alive. So we're alive, so where does that come from? Well, that comes from the immaterial world. And we have a, we have a window into that in two, two instances. Number one, what we call near-death experiences. And then um, number two, just where we look at um, intellectual concepts that we have. So let's look at the intellectual concepts first, and we'll talk about the soul. So the near, with, which is evidence of the soul and near-death experiences. So, so, um, so intellectual concepts, the number three is an intellectual concept. There's no three floating out there. It's right. It's not an object. It's not a material object. It's an intellectual concept. The fact that we can think, the fact that we can come up with concepts is not material. You can't see people's thoughts. And well, then people will counter, well, wait a minute, we have a brain. So that's where all these thoughts come from. Well, that's where near-death experiences come in. So near-death experiences are very interesting um, uh, for two reasons. Doc, Number before, one before you go into the near-death, that's a good teaser for our break. Near-death experiences and I think you've talked on this before, and it's really amazing because it just confirms so much of what our faith tells us about that. But I also want to mention earlier, you were talking about Satan, and he's called a deceiver. And you brought it so eloquently that we've all been deceived in this world. I mean, to be, to, to be deceived about whether you're a man or a woman, or deceived about abortion, or deceived about marriage between a man and a woman, it seems that... There's a lot of confusion, but I, I agree with you that this is a great time for us to be alive because, for example, what you're doing right now is you're clarifying the truth about reality. And I'm talking about the reality of that we're here breathing and the reality that God, if, if God stopped thinking about Dr. Scott French or Terry Barber, we would cease to exist. See, that's, that's right. reality. And I want you to talk about that ish issue of near-death experiences because, let's face it, you've been a medical doctor for all these years. You've seen many people die. You've actually had tragedy in your own personal life about this. So I can't think of a better person who will talk about that. And before we break, I just want to remind everybody that Jesse Romero will be back tomorrow. If you're saying, what happened to Jesse? He had an operation. He's recovering. He's going to come back in the saddle for both of his shows here at Virgin Most Powerful. Thank you for all your prayers that people have been telling us that they've been offering masses, rosaries, visits to the Blessed Sacrament for his health. 
One lady actually wrote me and said, I'm going to offer to God my life to have Jesse's life spared. And I thought, what a generous soul, because these are people who are in love with God and who want to promote the gospel. And that's what we do here. And that's why I have Dr. French on on a regular basis, because his experience in the real world of being a medical doctor and the supernatural world, he's a man who's formed in the scriptures. Listen to some of the scripture verses. And I even think of Hebrews. I've got the, the Hebrew uh, scripture verse of Hebrew chapter 2, 15, that talks about we shouldn't be fearing death. But there's much, much more to come when we come back from the break on Virgin Most Powerful. One more thing I haven't done. They've been asking me, support the show by going to catholicrc.org. Lots of downloads for you to get as resources. I'll repeat, catholicrc.org. Lots of good Catholic resources. When we come back, Dr. Scott's going to talk to us about near-death experiences and what he has to say about that and much more. And I always say, I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'm too anointed to be disappointed. And if hope was money, I'd be a billionaire. Stay with us, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Dr. Scott French is here. Uh, he's been with us for two days, and we're covering a topic about what is truth, you know, the truth about near-death experiences. What's that all about? Doctor, I'm going to turn it back over to you. Share some of your insights and scripture on that. Yeah, yeah happy to. So, so again, uh, what's the most common phrase in the Bible? Be not afraid. Be not afraid, 365 times. Uh, why does Jesus say that? Because he knew <laughs> that we would be afraid. And we live in a time where fear is being promoted. Yes. And yet, you know, Jesus is in charge of when we die. God's in charge of when we die. So we'll just read a couple of uh, scripture verses and then sure. we'll, go in, we'll go into uh, the near-death experience. You bet. So Colossians 1, uh, 13 through 22, for he has rescued us from the power of darkness and he has transferred us into the kingdom of son of his, of, of his love, in whom we have the redemption through his blood, the remission of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. And remember, Jesus is the word, right? And the word created. So, so when he says, this is my body, this is my blood, right. it becomes that. When you and I say it, nothing happens. When Jesus says it, it happens. So he is that. And that's what really what John 6 is about. For in him was created everything in heaven and on earth, mm. visible and invisible, just what we were talking about. Right. Whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. And again, Ephesians 6, we're fighting principalities and powers. Right. We're fighting Satan. All things were created through him and in him. And we have the evidence, the Big Bang Theory, and we're going to begin the near-death experience, material and immaterial world. We've lost that sense. And yep. they had sense in the first couple centuries because this that christians would sing would sing on their way to martyrdom mm. because they knew there was something better after this life and that's what we're going to hear about in the near-death experiences and he is the head of his body the church so so everyone is part of the church whether they know it or not that's the right. body of christ so when you kill an innocent baby you're killing you're wounding the church and we all suffer from that he is the beginning, the firstborn of the dead, 
so that all things may hold primacy. Do you know, if you remember in John's gospel, they were trying to kill Lazarus, the Pharisees and Sadducees were trying to kill Lazarus mm -hmm. because he was evidence that, that God had power over life. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that they didn't like that. No, and that through him, all things were reconciled to himself, making peace through blood of his cross for the things that were on the earth, as well as the things that are in heaven, which is our true home. And yet now he's reconciled to you by his body of flesh through death. Yep. So he defeated death. So we should not be afraid. No. So, so let's go. So let's go to near death experiences. So there's two groups of people that are very interesting with respect to uh, near death experiences. Okay. Number one, adults mm -hmm. that have that are blind from birth, and that's really important. So they have no neurons in their brain that have visual information. No neurons in their brain. The second are children who have near death experiences. And so let's go through um, <clears throat> the adults first. Right. So, so these are people that have. Um, a near-death experience. And what's a near-death experience? It's not like I just, you know, the bullet train just, just missed me by an inch. I call those should have, could have, would have, right? Yeah. No, that's not a near-death experience. A near-death experience is your heart stopped and your brain's not working because your heart just stopped. And, and that happens in a variety of situations. I see that all the time in the ER. And sometimes these people come back. Um, um, a lot of times they don't. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it, the, there's interesting cases, thousands of these around the world. And, and in fact, everywhere I go and give a talk, uh, someone comes up with to me about a near-death experience that sure. you know relatives have had. It's amazing. And so what they all have in common is the following, and we'll get through that as we get through this story. So one of my favorites is there's a gentleman blind from birth who's having a procedure in the hospital and he arrests on the table. So they're doing CPR on him. And, um, and so his soul floats out of the body and sees these people working on him. Wow. He then floats through the fourth floor and he doesn't know what the floor or wall or ceiling or windowsill looks like, then floats outside the fourth floor window. Again, doesn't know what a window looks like. He's never seen one. And, and when he's outside, he sees, it sees again, um, doesn't have any neurons in his brain to see it, but sees a pair of red sneakers hmm. on the fourth floor outside windowsill. Okay. So again, remember blind at birth, doesn't know what the color red is, doesn't know what sneakers look like, doesn't know what a windowsill looks like. Yeah. And, and, um, and, and again, what shows is your soul, he can see, right? So sure. his, you know, his brain never could see, but his soul can see. Exactly. And remember Jesus passed through walls, passed through the door uh, to get into the upper room. So we actually, that's the spiritual that, you know, so, so it's the immaterial. So, um, so he comes back and after, you know, he, his, his resuscitation is successful mm -hmm. and he tells people, you know, Hey, I saw, um, <laughs> the doctors, I saw a pair of red sneakers on the high. Yeah. Yeah. Prove it. Yeah. <laughs> and they go there. Yep. And they're there. Oh, exactly. So how do you explain that? Science can't explain that because it's a supernatural event. It's not part of the material world. Science is about what we can observe. Science is about, is about hypothesis. You design an experiment and then you observe it. And our powers of observation are fallible, right? We don't have infallible. We know, we know about mirages or sorts, and you can have bias, unconscious and unconscious bias. So if you given $20 million to, to show that your vaccine works, you might be biased in what your observations are. 
pills. So, so, and that's why in medicine, we, we typically yeah. uh, have a lot of different people, you know, we, you know, debate whether the benefits of the vaccine are good or not, whatever treatment, because mm -hmm. every treatment has good and bad parts to it. So, so, so that's what happens to adults with children. Uh, they meet a dead relative they didn't know existed. When they come back, they have, uh, they, they say, well, who's Aunt Maude? Uh, and, and well, she died a hundred years ago. Well, I met her and she, you know, and so what's fascinating, and again, thousands of these all over the world and almost everywhere I go, I hear about someone else's, you know, relative that had the same thing. Uh, what's, all, what's fascinating that they have one thing in common with the Christian martyrs in the first couple centuries, they have lost their fear of death universally because they know this earth, mother earth is not our home. Right. Our real home is in heaven with our creator. And we weren't created by the earth. Earth is also a created as part of the material world. Yep. So, so, so they see that. And we knew that for 2000 years, but now we're so smart. <laughs> we've forgotten that. And we think that the CDC and the NIH is in charge of when we die and they create life and, you know, man can manipulate DNA and we can, we can do all this stuff. Well, good luck with that. We can do things in the material world. We can't do anything in the immaterial world. We're not, we're not, you know, so, so that's, uh, so that's what we can't create life. So, um, so that is, uh, that's God creates it. So that's really the evidence that it's God that's in charge. And remember in Matthew 10, he talks about not a sparrow falls. That's what Jesus is saying. Not a sparrow falls without your father, without your father's knowledge. In other words, if he doesn't think about it, just like you said earlier, Terry, mm -hmm. he doesn't think about it, we cease to exist. Right. If the CDC ceases to think about it, it doesn't affect whether we exist or not. So. Well, Doc, let me, let me throw something at you. I'm not judging the people, individuals, I'm not judging, but it seems like the culture we live in we have been formed to uh, basically believe big government, that the government is really, in a sense of a substitute for God, because the government is who gives us food, who gives us shelter, who gives us education, and go on and on and on. It seems like the culture we're living in right now has a lack of, of belief, and I, I think I shared with you the, the well, here it is, the dip you know, belief in God in the U.S. from the Gallup poll this month that it's down to 81 percent. What what is it that this world is doing? And, it, and I think it's even tied into the COVID with people dressed like you who are doctors, in my opinion. I this is my take. And tell me if I'm onto something. I think the medical field is trying to take the place of the supernatural that the government and the medical field is saying, Here's when what you take this, you do this, and you'll be fine. When in fact they don't really know. Am I onto something? Well, yes, I think that's that's what's happened. You know what? Uh, studies uh, just a few years ago, uh, back in the dark ages, back before <laughs> March 2020, uh, studies showed that 88 percent of doctors believe in God because, again, when you understand biology and and all that. It's, it's so complicated. It's like you had to have, uh, you ha it ha there had to be uh, a creation because again, it goes against entropy. Entropy means that entropy is what we call death. It's a second law of thermodynamics and you can't violate it. What it is, is 
complex goes to simple. That's what we call aging. So as we age, our cells start to break down. So to reverse that process, we just don't know how to do it because again, it's a law of nature. Just like a law of nature is viruses, um, they uh, become more infective and less lethal because for them to propagate, if they kill every host like Ebola does, yes. uh, then, then it, the, the virus doesn't propagate because it can't replicate on its own. Whereas humans, you know, the two of us come together that, you know, male and female are complementary. We're equal in dignity, but complementary. We've lost that. So again, it's because yep. we've lost the sense. We think we are the authors of life and death. And it really goes back to Genesis 3. What was the deception from Satan? Is it you will be like God without God? And that's really where we are today. So uh, um, when someone makes a proclamation from the CDC or the NIH or something like that, that must be science can explain everything. No, we just said science can only explain how something works. It can't answer the why questions. Why is there life? There's no scientific explanation for that. We just said we were rocks and water 5 billion years ago. How do you go from rocks and water to walking, talking, thinking beings? Science can't explain that. Now, Doc, and that's what we've lost. We think science can can do things. You know, computers are going to be smarter than us, and and all this because again, we've lost the sense of what life is. And let's life, bring it. We are embodied souls, yeah. and that's what the near death experience shows. And let's bring that back to the next segment: the solution. Stay with us, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back. Jesse will be back tomorrow. Dr. French is here with us. I wanted to mention, we're going to talk about the solution. Doctor was just explaining near-death experiences. Uh, and I also mentioned about all the chaos that's going on in the world and even in the church. Let's keep our eyes focused on Jesus Christ. I'll give you an example. I have a grandson. We're out last night at the park, and I talked to everybody at the park, especially young families, encouraging them. And there was a man from mainland China who just immigrated to America, and we got into a conversation, and he said, are you guys going to be back tomorrow? And I said, no, no. We, my wife teaches a Bible a, a class. I didn't say Bible. I said, teaches a class tomorrow night. Well, what does she teach? I said, she teaches a Bible study. What? I'm looking for a Bible study. Here's the point I'm making, folks. We can focus on what's all the crummy things that are going on in the world, or we can share our faith. And I believe, Doc, this is the solution, and that is, it's a person's name. His name is Jesus Christ. That is the truth, the way, the life. That's Jesus Christ. So, Doc, in this last segment, can you share a little bit about why it is that seeking the truth gives us that eternal life? Well, because uh, number one, because we were, again, if we were created by God, Man. then then we seek him, just like St. Augustine said, we, re we don't rest until we find God. And so, and we all know that. We yeah. all know that intrinsically. Yes. We're in a little bit of a different situation than they were in the first century. Because again, remember all those, uh, all those uh, different societies, they all believed in a God or gods. Right. We now live in this time where we, you know, we have atheism. That would that didn't exist back nope. back nope. in the day. Nope. And so we have this new thing. And again, it's because we have 
we think that the material world, scientism, science can describe and explain everything. When we just said it can't explain why there's life and we've lost that. We just, and we don't teach that in our schools. Nope. We don't, we haven't taught it in, in, in our, in our religious classes either, because we've lost that, that science can't explain everything. It can't answer the most important questions is why, what do kids ask when they're, you know, when they're little, why questions? Exactly. We intrinsically know this, you know, we know this and, and that's what these people with the near death experience, they, they see the why, and that's, we don't ask enough questions. We exactly. Unfailingly, if some, if some expert says X, well, again, we need to challenge that. We need to seek the truth and, and, and people, when they hear the truth, they know it. It's, it's, it's really, it's really a blessing to see that. So and, and again, what's happened? 70% of Catholics don't believe in the real presence. So, so 70% don't believe in the creator of the world, both material and spiritual. Right. So no wonder we have fear. I mean, no wonder. And then, and then we have, and then we have certain Catholics that say that, that it's, it's a good for people to, to kill. Again, that's from Satan. Satan, remember in Matthew 8, 44, Satan is a murderer from the beginning and has does not have the truth in him. Exactly. Jesus speaks the most about Satan anywhere in the Bible. Yep. He, he knows what's going on and he's warning us. Yep. So, so again, let's go back to some other uh, scripture verses in Matthew 6. And so I say to you, do not be anxious about your life. As to what you will eat, nor about your body, as what you will wear, is not life more than food? Again, he was talking about the spiritual food, right? Yeah. The spiritual as well as the material. That's why he's hidden in the Eucharist. That's why today there are four 21st century Eucharistic miracles to show this skeptical world that there is more to life than the material world. There's an immaterial world that science can't discover. And Doc, you're, what you're saying in your own personal life, you've had a search for truth. When you find it, if it answers all these questions about the meaning and purpose of life. And this is what our world is, is looking for. Even those who go, as G.K. Chesterton said, they, they go to a brothel, they're actually looking for God, but in the wrong place. Right. So right. our world right now is in desperate need of truth. And that's why I say people like yourself, Doc, you're, can you tell our listeners what you're doing by you, by some of the things you do with Eucharistic miracles and the Shroud of Turin, for those who don't know what you're doing with that? Because I think that also really gets people excited about, wow, this is true. That, that's, if that's true, I better shape up. Go ahead. Well, as, as you know, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm on the board of uh, Father Robert Spitzer's Magis Center. So mm -hmm. I go around, I volunteer and go around giving talks about all these things. And almost all of these things we're talking about yes. are found on his website, the Magis Center or Credible Catholic. Good. Mm -hmm. We're trying to get the truth out to our, our youth. That's okay. so important. And, um, and again, faith and science are compatible because if God created a rational world mm -hmm. and universe, then he created science, right? We could discover it. We have the mind of God, remember? So we can discover it. Universities were started by, by uh, Catholics. Amen. Universities came from. The, um, the medical field that st was started by Catholics. Yep. So we've always had, we understand there's both the material and the immaterial side. And that's what's happened. It's, we're back to the Gnostic uh, heresy where... Yeah. 
where um, you know it's it you know the body's evil. So that's why you know we've got to get rid of people because they're polluting the planet, and so we need to get rid of people. Um, the spirit is good if it only could be liberated from the body. That's really what's going on. Is you can be your true self if your if your if your mind is transplanted to a computer. Well, guess what? Life can't go to an inanimate object. We just said we're rocks. <laughs> you know? we're, we have and we carry actually the ocean. People not don't realize, but we're seventy percent water. And it's about the same salinity as the ocean. So, wow, isn't that interesting? <laughs> so, so, uh, so anyway, so you know, computers can't, you, you uh, a box can't, can, can contain life, right? It has to, it has that, that's, that's why the moment of conception is when life is instilled. Because again, that, that single cell is human life, uh, and God creates the life at the moment of conception. And science has validated that the, at the moment of conception, it's a human being. It's, you know, no one's waiting at the end saying, gosh, I wonder what's going to come out today. Uh, it's, you know, it's a human life. Yeah. And again, we've distorted the truth because we don't, we don't understand the truth. And again, that's what Jesus came to. And, you know, we've said this before in John 18, yep, I, you know, I came to proclaim the truth. Yep. I came to proclaim the truth, not to save the planet, not to feed the poor, but to proclaim the truth so that people can go to their, to, they go to their, their real home, which is in heaven. Well, so, so, so also as a physician, I, I, I remember I said earlier about not only near death experiences, I personally have experienced, and I've seen a lot in the ER, what I call shoulda, coulda, woulda died. And mm -hmm. so, uh, so that also gave me clues that something random is, you know, is not happening. There really is controlling. So one example that I had personally was, um, I was about uh, age 12 and I was um, walking and I lived in Tucson, Arizona, walking in the, in the desert. And you know how a, a, a bee or a, um, uh, or a fly or whatever, you know, you feel it in your hair, sure. you feel, feel it in your hair. Well, I felt this in my hair and then I heard the gunshot. Wow. So I dropped to the ground. Someone thought I was a deer. They weren't trying to kill me. Someone, someone uh, uh, dropped to the, dropped to the ground. Someone, you know, I missed, I mean, missed dying by just, you know, so, and I've had, God was trying to wake me up. I've had like six or seven of these, uh, I won't do all of them, but I, but that's kind of the most dramatic. Yeah. Um, and then, and then in medical school and uh, my residency, which I did at Harbor UCLA, mm -hmm. uh, LA has mountains around it and they use helicopters to rescue um, sure. uh, people on outskirts. And so we could volunteer and go with them. And we went on one, it was a, a um, it was a Jeep that went over uh, a cliff. There were four people, three adults, none of them were wearing seatbelts, of course. Um, and, um, and we, we, we repel down and, uh, we find the three adults are dead with broken neck, Oh no! which is what happens when you get thrown from a vehicle. Yeah. 12 year old son has a broken thumb. Oh my gosh. So same accident, two different results. So it wasn't his time. Nope. So, and so I've seen a lot of that. I mean, I've seen people that, you know, should have died, you know, we're treating them with for a heart attack or whatever, and they come back and now the opposite too, it shouldn't have died and, and did. So we're not, we don't, we, we think we're in charge of when we die. We think that, you know, but no, we, we cooperate with God, Exactly. You know, but it, it's really, we're really not in charge of when people die. Yeah. So, um, and that just, you know, it became abundantly clear after a while. I'm, I'm a little thick headed. So, yeah, no, I get it. You got to hit you a couple of times like the rest of us. I want to thank you, though, for joining us these last two 
uh, shows here on the Terry and Jesse show, Dr. French. And also for people to get a hold of you, can they go to the Magist- what's the uh, website again? Magist Center Magist- is the website, and that's Father Spitzer's site, and yep. you can ask ask for me. But um, yeah, good, so it, good, they can do that. So, well, excellent. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I so thank you for the, that. Uh, Magistcenter.com or CredibleCatholic.com. Excellent. Folks, I want to remind you, Bishop Joseph Strickland's show comes on after this. If you're on a radio station that doesn't carry the show next, go to vmpr.org, download the free app so that you can hear from one of the most outspoken bishops in the country, and he's constantly talking about what is the truth, what is the truth. It fits right in with Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Doc, if you were Jesse right now, you know what I'd ask you, don't you? I'd say, Doc, what state should we be living in? The state of grace. Amen. And because life is short, eternity is life forever. Is, right. But but again, we, it, we live in a wonderful time. Absolutely. Satan has revealed himself. We get to cooperate exactly. with God. He doesn't need us. We get to cooperate in the yet again defeat of saying every time he thinks he's going to win, he's not, he's getting right. desperate. That's really, right. really getting desperate. So keep proclaiming the truth. Exactly. Visit, visit the Eucharist. Amen. Adoration is very powerful prayer. Um, and, and we will get through this. Absolutely. It's going to get smaller, but it's going to get stronger. Amen. And don't forget confession, the great sacrament. If you're yeah. not going once a month, that's not, uh, that's not enough and not enough for anyone. You can go more, but at least once a month, and also, Doc said, visits to the Blessed Sacrament. Yes, as a matter of fact, every Tuesday here at the Sacred Heart Chapel, we have Bible study from 7 to 9. Um, we have holy hours from Thursday night from 7 to 9 to pray for our priests, our bishops, and the Pope. Why do we do this? Because we know our prayers are effective. We need to lift them up, and that's what we're doing. And remember one thing that Our Lady said. I said it earlier in the show, and I really mean this. Each one of us, mom, dad, the kids, offer all of your sacrifices for the salvation of souls. Because Our Lady said souls are going to hell. Yes, because of sins of the flesh. But she also said they're going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. We can all participate in that. That's a great tribute for all of us to participate in the sufferings and the life of Christ. And I want to encourage you to do all of the above. Get your rosary out. The world is in great need of peace, and we can get it from the peace of Christ, only from Jesus Christ. May God bless you, and thanks for joining us here on the Virgin Most Powerful Network. And Doc, thanks again for your time. May God richly bless you and your work of sharing the gospel with as many souls as possible. Folks, remember Bishop Joseph Strickland is on up next on the Bishop Strickland Hour on Virgin Most Powerful. God bless you and your family.